What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. I originally thought I'd talk about this topic as a standalone thing, but it probably came to my awareness because it relates so much to something else that is the larger theme of it, which I'm going to now call part two of the shift from episode 83 of what's been going on in my life. So I think this will be a little bit more of a personal story and an explanation, but it will still be mixed with a generalized lesson that I hope to extrapolate and not just prescribe some autobiographical advice. I really try my best in all these episodes to share what I believe is universally applicable even if I draw on my own stories. But of course, I am blind to what I am blind to. And as a human, if in my advice, I fail to acknowledge a balanced reflection of reality, then just know that I am always working to improve upon and improve the bias that I'm leaning towards, correcting any biased leaning. And of course, I would advise that the superseding words from any advice that I've ever given and the the words that I lived by and live by my entire life is listen to everyone, but do your own thing. And usually for me, that means listen to more people, not less, more people, listen to everyone without a wall up. It's not to shut down listening to everyone because I'm going to do my own thing. It's listen to more people so I have more information. Put myself in a place of power without a wall up. Then take it all in. Assess if it's the right fit enough for you. Discard what doesn't seem appropriate and adopt it as you see fit. And I say all that to still have a voice in my head that wants to argue back and say, but you cannot debate timeless principles regardless of your perception gap. So even if there's things you don't want to accept in some of the things that I'm saying or the advice that I try to extrapolate, that I try my best to make and find a universally sound principle from, that there's still a voice in my head, even though I advise you to only listen to everyone and do your own thing. I still believe that there are some timeless principles that regardless of any perception gap in your understanding, you cannot argue with. But I won't labor that point anymore and let you decide that delicate balance that is the taking in of outside energy and balancing it in with your own. Depending on where you are in your life cycle, in your life, the need for which energy needs to lead will change. But anyway, back to the point of today's episode after this long preamble. In episode 83 of The Shift, 
which this is now part two of, and has a larger theme that keeps coming back to me. I talked about how I finally saw what was right in front of me the whole time. And how the delay of not seeing it had kept me from the next step in my maturation in the grand scheme of my life. And I left open the questions of, at the end of the episode, of why I didn't see what was right in front of me. What didn't I see exactly that is this huge shift? And what I'm now pointing to and saying is the renewal of required reasons. So who requires it? What is it required by? And what is being required? Let's see if I can find the words to put this together today. I've been avoiding this topic because of how vast it is. and But it keeps coming up. Like I said, in every other fashion, I can't help but lean on it to talk about the broader themes I've learned from it that now stick out to me from everywhere. One of those larger themes is the idea that reasons are actually required for renewal to take place. And I'm going to talk about this theme this entire episode, how reasons are actually required for renewal to take place. There needs to be a pressure from the inside that creates enough tension for the outer shell to accept the the defeat under the force of what is forcing its way through to be, to exist. There needs to be enough pressure where the outer shell just admits defeat. But because unlike the unencumbered and uninterrupted nature of a budding flower or a caterpillar, we as humans have the tendency to turn down that internal pressure by seeking comfort that we rationalize our way into a lower than optimal state for the budding to take natural course. We rationalize our way into that lower turned down internal pressure that keeps that budding from happening. We as humans can get in the way way of nature. Meaning we, unlike nature, will not just progress through the growth stages unless the obvious optimal conditions like sunlight and water is to a flower or time and seasons is to a caterpillar, unless other than Just these basic conditions that still must be present and are present. But additionally, we must, because of our rationalizing mind, have a reason that transcends the discomfort that must be undergone for that transformation and that budding to take place. Because we as humans can get in the way of that and it's not just enough to have the basic conditions We must have a reason, and that reason, or the absence of it. And again, like I just pointed out, not the absence of it as in, oh my God, what an unfortunate thing that we don't have a reason. No, it's more like reasons are abound, 
but we will not accept or take on the stakes that one comes with. So in a sense, the absence of a reason is because of our abandonment of selves. And in our abdication of our responsibilities that comes with accepting a reason that justifies the discomfortable transformation. The responsibility that we forego that actually comes with accepting the reason that will then help us justify any discomfort that would lead to transformation. We also forego abandon, and give up the avenues to that very transformation that we want. No reason, no fortitude to muster the rain, so no rainbow. And I say all that to point to the why. The why I left open in the question that I didn't see why I didn't see what was right in front of me. Things that I could have used, things that could have led to my growth if I just saw them that were right in front of me. And why didn't I find the seemingly apparent transcending reason in them that was available to me right in front of me that I had to go through this entire mental shift to see, to see what was right in front of me. Again, I didn't see it because it looked like responsibility. Because it looked like work. Because it looked like discomfort. It looked like a lot more weight than I thought I could bear. And so not only did it become why I remained blind, this avoidance, but it also became the impedance to the course nature would have taken with any of its creatures that don't rationalize and reject their way into a mediocre life. Can you relate to a time in your life where you remained less than what you knew you could be? And the keys, the pathway to being more than what you are already was screaming and lighting its way for you to trek. It's lighting its pathway for you. And still maybe you didn't even see it or see how you were choosing to remain where you are. And what I'm telling you, as I realize it, and as I'm living it out in real time, is that not only are you holding back the reason for the next step in the becoming of you, but you are also holding back the ripple pressure that then goes on to create the following Layers that only reveals more and more of your God-given beauty. What is meant for you to fully transform and accept into this God-given beauty that becomes revealed? The full expression and image of what God created you to be. Hidden. 
and dormant and buried under layers and layers of what we foolishly think is an attempt to protect ourselves. Instead becomes the bondage that restricts the peeling away and revealing of your majestic essence, your God-intended expression. And since I kind of attempted to talk about the why I didn't see it, again, to sum it up, because it goes against our human nature to let nature have its way with us, and in an attempt to protect ourselves from its force, we have built walls and civilizations to slow down the effect of nature and stabilize its effects so we can go on the carrying of our business. And like I said, that human nature of ours then impedes nature from doing its job, which would naturally just show up and lead us to the next step that we need to go through in our life cycle. But because that involves pain and peeling and the death of an old self of sorts, that we try to fight with nature, taking its course by clinging on to what is temporary and denying that it is so. And then in that line of thinking, not accepting the thing that nature is trying to make us to be. And even if all those reasons and forces are right in front of us, our human nature to protect and build walls, to slow down time in a sense, almost in a sense as a bow of respect to the immense force of nature. Our human nature will, in our comfortable walls, keep us blind to the changing of seasons and the passing of time that bring with it a requirement for a change of approach. And if again, left to our own selves, we will remain blind to. And what started out as a way of protecting ourselves from the harsh winds became and becomes the very thing that deconstructs and dissolves our very survivability and actually slows down our evolution. So hopefully I was able to explain the why I didn't see the reasons right in front of me. Let me try and explain the what it is that I didn't see. And maybe the implications of that, I don't know. Let's see. I think just understanding the why we remain blind is already enough to pause and reflect upon. <laughs> 